Hello, hello, and welcome back to Skip the Small Talk podcast. If you are someone who has been tuning in to me since day one, I just want to say, as always, thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot to me. If you are someone who is just listening in today for the first time, then I want to say hello and welcome. Um, you know, I realized that my episodes have really tied into each other lately. And honestly, that wasn't even really the way I planned them, but I think naturally they kind of just fell into place that way. So, you know, if you've been listening in, then you've probably noticed this. Like, you know, my each episode kind of relates to the next one and relates to the next one, and somehow they all, like, circle back and relate to each other. You know, like, they tie into each other. Um, If this is your first time listening, you know, I always say it doesn't really matter which episode you choose. You can start from the beginning or like if you're just here for the first time, I always say, you know, it doesn't really matter what episode you choose to dive into as long as you, you know, get some kind of value from the episode. That's all I really that matters to me. Um, But this one is a little different because it's kind of a part two from last episode and this time I'm, I'm kind of piggybacking off of some things that I said in last episode so if this is your first episode that you're listening to you might want to just go back to episode six just to catch up even if it's afterwards that's fine but I think this one might make a little more sense to you if you listen to episode six um so yeah today is a somewhat of a continuation from my last episode And if you tuned into that one, you would have heard me um, discuss my relationship with time and energy. And I also shared some great parts of a conversation that I had with my guest speaker, Matt Gottesman. And, you know, I'm going to piggyback off of that, but we're taking it to another level. So as I usually do, I want to just give you a little preface on what this particular episode is going to be leaning into and what I hope that you take away from it at the end. So, of course, you know, since this is a part two of last time, I'm definitely going to share more pieces of the conversation that I had with Matt, different than obviously than the the conversation pieces that I shared last time. Um, Previously, I went into depth on the importance of how we spend our time and energy. And the fact that whatever we choose to invest our time and energy into should always be giving us back a highest return. But now I wanted to apply this to our purpose and creativity in life. You know, not only did I start becoming more focused lately on my time and energy and how I was spending it, but I started to focus on how exactly I was living, right? So to simplify it in the best way that I can, I think there's two ways that people live life, right? And and like I said, this is a very simple way of thinking, but just to make a point here. So there's a linear way and a non-linear way. So linear living is based on like this paradigm that society has created and like fed to us from a very young age, right? Um it's living in a linear way that's like, it's almost like they fit you into this box and you get guidelines, timelines, and rules, right? Of how everything should be, what the next step is, right? It basically 
what our life should look like by a certain age. So it's like a path that's set for us from the time we're young and we don't have to really put much thought into it ourselves, right? It's just people constantly telling us what we need to do, what's the next step, you know? So in a nutshell, basically it's like, Go to school, which is already standardized, then go to college, graduate, get a job, even if you hate it, right? But just get in that nine to five world, meet someone, get married, have a family, work, 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 pay bills, retire, enjoy some old years and die, right? (laughs) I know that sounds a little crazy and dramatic. Obviously, I'm joking. It's more complex than that. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like society really makes it seem like this is the only way. Graduate, get a job, pay bills, get married, start a family, struggle, and retire when you're really old and that's it, right? Like this is the be all end all and this is success, right? And get all in the mix, get your house and your car, right? Or go into debt. Like really this is, that's most people in society. Now, nonlinear on the other hand is embracing life a little differently, right? It's being open to creating a path for yourself. Maybe even if it's not, following what's quote-unquote normal or and and you're actually just building and creating life on your own terms right it's putting effort more into looking inward to learn instead of uh external externally from other people so you know i think sometimes as adults the notion of self-work or learning about yourself or exploring it's assumed to be something that's juvenile right like or or not fitting as an adult right but I think this is why there's so many miserable people out there or people just not in tune with themselves not in tune with their life or how they're spending their time you know they're kind of just going with the, f- the flow and going with the motions of life you know they just stopped being who they are because they just followed this path and hit all these milestones thought they were succeeding but then they're still left like feeling unfulfilled or unhappy right and and I really do think it's just because they just stopped living for themselves and started and, and just continued living for the system and society and what everyone's been telling them to do, right? And not having fun or engaging in things they like to do and always just doing things that they think they have to do, right? So here's the thing. I am not against the linear way of living, right? In fact, I'm an example of it, right? Just like most people are. I'm actually the person who loves structure. I live my life in a way that's very structured and very disciplined, right? And I am fulfilled with what I've created for myself and the family I built and going to school and all these accomplishments, right? But look, this is what turns me off about all of that. It's the way society judges others success quote-unquote right do you know like how many times I've heard people say to me things like you know like my mom's friends or something like oh your mom your parents they, they must be so proud of you right you did everything the right way in your life and in my head I'm like mm, yeah no I'd rather them and, and I do think that they're more proud of me for the person that I am not just my ability to just do everything quote unquote the right way and follow society's rule book, right? Obviously, I don't tell that to the person, but in my mind, I just say thank you. But in my mind, that's what I'm thinking, right? Or like the next thing is like when people ask me, what did I study in college, right? And that that question really makes me cringe. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because I didn't care about college, right? I did it. I went for four years. I graduated. I got my degree, but I didn't care about it. Like I like to learn 
in any capacity, doesn't matter how I do it, doesn't matter if I'm reading a book on my own, if I'm on the internet, if I'm researching, I just like to learn, period. So it, it it's not, like I wasn't so fixated on getting that degree. It's not, For me, it wasn't about the degree, it was about the experience, the, envi- the environment, the atmosphere, being able to learn new things, network with people. That was what I got from college, right? My degree is in like freaking liberal arts. When I went to school, I didn't even 100% know what I wanted to do. You know, I just did it because I knew it was something that was going to make my parents proud. You know how many times my dad tried to put in my head, go study engineering, go study political science, go study math, go study all these, all these things. I'm like, I have no interest in any of that. Maybe political science now. I would I would learn that. I think that's cool. But at that time, I didn't, you know, and, and you know, the my degree has literally zero to do with my career or my job in the corporate world. Like I got as far as I did in my job and this the corporate world for the past like nine. No, now I think I've been there for like 12 years or something like that. I don't even know. And I got that far because I'm a people person. Because I network, because I'm smart, I'm tech savvy, I think outside the box, and like I have enough confidence, like I have emotional intelligence where I can have good relationships with all kind of people at work, right? So I don't have issues with people at work, and I I understand how to get along in a setting. You know, I don't have to be best friends with my coworkers, but I have enough um, emotional intelligence to get along well with people. And I have enough confidence to go up to my boss or somebody higher up than me and discuss something that I think is not working. Right. And try to make it better, which a lot of the time bosses are always surprised at people that do that. I guess they're used to people that are like afraid of them or afraid to, to say anything, but I've never been afraid to do that. I've always gotten along with my bosses and I've always walked right into their office. Like knock, knock. Um, we need to talk. (laughs) I think something's not working. And let's figure out how we can make it better. Like, just like that. And it's always impressed them. But all of those things are things that, you know, I didn't learn in school. They were learned through life experience, to, through being tuned in with myself and just always working on me, you know. And society will look at my life, right? Or people will look at my photos on social media. I always bring that as an example because that's just the way of the world right now. And they'll call me successful, right? And while that's an amazing compliment, I appreciate that. But like if it's coming from someone who doesn't know me on a real personal level, right? Like they just acquaintance or they they see me, they know me through other people, whatever. They don't know me for me. They just see my photos. I'm like, okay, thank you for the compliment. But really in my mind, I'm like, why? Why do you think I'm successful? Because of the pictures I post of my my beautiful kids, my husband, my dog, like, because I have a college degree, because I work a nine to five job, like, who cares? Like, all of that just means that I was successful, quote unquote, in following the rule book. And yeah, they're right. Like, I killed it, right? <laughs> I, I, I am successful based on that. But that's society's version of success. But actually, no. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me scratch. I think my house and my car have to be a little fancier. (laughs) And I think I need a few more thousand follows on Instagram for me to actually really make it in this world. Right. I'm obviously I'm being sarcastic because I feel like that's what everybody judges everybody on. But for real, like the thought that goes on in my mind when people say I'm successful or whatever, it's like, thank you. But for me, that's not success. So like for me, success is like fulfillment in my career. 
not just some big title at work, right? It's a level of happiness and health in my home, not just some big house, right? It's the constant work that I put into my marriage, not the huge wedding or the cute couple photos, right? And, and, and it's having a real solid, healthy family dynamic, right? Not some perfect photos of my kids well-dressed, right? So, you know, it's the true confidence that I have inside and not the filtered pretty picture that that person is seeing of me on Instagram. And most of all, it's being a good freaking person with values and respect for others, right? So those are all the things that I want to be judged on if you're looking at if I'm successful or not, right? Those are the things that a college degree that everyone is so fixated on could never have taught me. That's real life shit. That's behind the scenes, you know? And this is the exact reason why I don't judge or give people too much credit based off of all of those superficial things. You know how many people around have a lot of money, fancy material shit, huge titles at their jobs, like three degrees, but they're shitty ass people, right? They, they're, they're not even in tune with themselves. They're not in tune with other people. They're, they're just, they, they, they're even insecure. Even with all that that they have, they, they wear their insecurities loud, you know? But those people sometimes are the ones that have the perfect family photos, but behind the scenes, their life's a fucking mess, right? And the slightest inconvenience in their life, they can't even handle it, right? Because they're just, they're, they're, the way they lived didn't, um, they didn't allow themselves to, to learn those kind of things, right? To handle life in different ways, right? But society will look at those people, base it on external things and superficial shit, and they will look at that people, at that person, and deem them successful, right? And I'm not fooled by that. Like those people need lots of external validation, instant gratification, and they have a lot of work to do. But then you'll see somebody who's like a college dropout, right? But he's a fucking billionaire. And he'll be one of the most humble, kindest people you know, right? Simple, modest, still somehow always working and improving themselves, right? They don't look at all the money they have or all the success they have or whatever but and think that that's it. They're always constantly working to improve themselves in some way and, and add value to someone else's life because truly successful people understand the importance of that. Let me tell you, I used to work for this health company. This was years ago, like, I don't even know, 2010, I want to say 11. And the CEO, we used to have big town hall meetings. And this guy used to come to the town hall meetings and he'll have a short conversation with you. He'll ask you your name, whatever. And I promise you, every time I saw that man in an elevator or in a hallway or whatever, he would remember my name and say hello and good morning to me by my name. And he did that for every single person in the company. I have no idea how he remembered everybody's name because that's a lot of people. And he is the CEO and he could have been like, who cares? I'm the I'm the big shot. Like, who cares? I don't need to, to know these people's name. Right. These are little people. No, he felt he would tell you. It's important to me that I know each and every one of my workers by their name, like all the people that work at my company by their name, you know, and there's people like that. And, you know, this is why, like, I'm not easily impressed by people until I know who they actually are, because society and social media are out here having everyone fooled.
I've been in a place in my life where I'm very like down the middle, right? And I really feel like I'm truly living the best of both worlds. So yeah, I do live my structured, you know, linear life very happily, right? But I also have made so much room for creativity and being myself. And now at this point, taking not even full advantage of the online world in a positive way, right? So my point here is to say that things don't always have to be linear, right? There's always room to make your own path, always room to build and create. And people really should build and create like their life depends on it because it it really does. Like the quality of your life is a reflection of who you are and what you put your time and energy into. And at any point, you are allowed to explore, change your mind about things, take risks, improve, learn, whatever you want to improve for yourself or your life. Like it doesn't matter what stage you're at in life. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you've been doing the same thing for so many years and you're allowed to get into new things. Like the world changes constantly. It's okay to want to be creative or want to bring, you know, show the world what you have to offer and not just be stuck in this, this cycle or this wheel and you're miserable or unhappy, you know, like I'm not saying go be extreme and like, you know, quit your job and like, you know, just go traveling the world and explore it and explore, right? Because sometimes, obviously, that's that's not re- reality. That's not realistic. But what I'm saying is it's okay to make room for different things. You know, being cre- creative eliminates the pressure of all the things you have to do. And it, and it gives you more space to do the things you want to do, you know, without some end goal tied to it, like uh, end goal, you know, like like status or money or whatever else, right? But even that, that's possible to even come later when you allow yourself to be creative, right? Because the world we live in now and the technology we have like allows us to be more creative, to connect with other people in a different and positive way. And there's definitely opportunities to make money doing it, right? Like look at all the famous TikTokers and famous YouTube people, whatever. Like I'm sure they didn't start out thinking they would make millions of dollars. They probably started out like this. You know, they would just post things authentically and people relate to it. And it just kept going from there. As much as sometimes I don't want to accept that there's some little kid making millions of money, millions of dollars opening and reviewing fucking toys on YouTube. It's a reality. Like we live in a world and a time where everyone has a platform if they really wanted it. It's just how they use it. You know, maybe the internet or social media isn't your thing, right? That's fine too. Maybe you're thinking about starting a business or a side hustle or, you know, whatever it is. But the point is to just make some time and put some energy into whatever it is you want to do because I think we all on some level have a creative side and that's what makes us feel like more of who we are, like we are belonging to ourselves and not just belonging to society or to other people or to living life to impress other people. I don't care if I'm impressing other people. I care that I'm impressing myself. You know, when I do certain things and I hold myself accountable for the things that I say I'm going to do, it's because I'm, I'm trying to prove myself to myself, not prove myself to other people. If I'm trying to prove myself to other people, 
I'm going to be left at a fucking dead end because there's always something new and always something else. And people are always judging you on on extra shit. Like you're always going to feel like you have to keep up. And you know what's funny? I'm 100 percent sure, 100 percent sure that there is at least one person who looks at me with this podcast like, why is she doing this? Like, what's the point of this? Or what makes her even qualified to speak on these things? Or maybe they think it's stupid. I don't know. Ask me how much I care. Not at all. Like, bye, don't care. Because the chances are that person that's judging me or thinking what I'm doing is stupid probably has no idea about their own life and doesn't even have the courage to put themselves out there for five minutes. So those people that judge are just outside noise and I don't hear any of it, you know? And now I really just want you to hear all the insight that Matt um, added in our conversation, right? Like he is literally the king of spending his time with intention, with being creative, with being a writer and building his business because he's an entrepreneur, building his business in a non-linear way. And he started doing this and and being part of the online world, the digital world from a, many, many years ago when it wasn't even a thing. Like now it's a thing. Right. People create content all the time. That's the new that's the new title. Now, everybody's a content creator, a digital creator, uh, whatever, a TikToker. There's so many ways. There's so many ways to, to, to say it. But he was in this digital world before it was really even a thing. So for him, it was even more of a risk than somebody now that's that's becoming no, more and more normal every day. You go outside on, on a regular day and you see people have their phone on some kind of like tripod thing and they're they're do and they're doing whatever they're doing and they're recording videos to make content and you know what they're smart because they're making a lot of money off of it but okay before I keep talking I'm I really want to share the pieces of the conversation that I had with Matt on his journey and then at the end he's gonna leave you guys with a few ways that you can start using your time differently to accommodate um, your creativity and purpose in life. I we started talking about this before the show, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm basically like a digital native, and what I mean by that is that like when the internet really first was even a thing is when I started. So I was like, I was really young as a child, practically. I was a young teen, Mm -hmm. preteen. And, you know, I just, I liked the idea that we could connect globally. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, like in anything, you know, that there's always going to (laughs) be pros and cons of any, anything. And so you can see that, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that technology can be used, but I saw the good and understood that, you know, there's a responsibility with it. So I, I, was into sports and I was into the internet. And mm-hmm. then um, when I went to college for international business uh, in undergrad, they were like, what do you want to do? I was like, the internet. <laughs> they were, like, <laughs> they were like, well, you know, yeah, we can't really help you. Um, and I was like, okay. You know, because mm-hmm. they didn't know, they didn't know what to do. They was like, yeah. well, what jobs? They, and they couldn't, they, they, it was hard for them to make the connection between, well, if mm-hmm. I'm an international business, mm-hmm. is that like connecting through the internet? Yeah. Through the internet, so, yeah. Yeah, but they, but I get it. They, you know, it was, a, it was still considered a fad and all those things. And it's like, well, is it going to take off? You know, mm-hmm. um, so I, I learned everything about the internet from doing a tech startup in my twenties that uh, <laughs> uh, definitely taught me a lot of lessons in business and in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it eventually would lead 
to any other ventures, which like I became a consultant with uh, Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy in New York and France, uh, World Trade Centers uh, Association, like all these different brands who were trying to figure out the digital realm. And, mm -hmm. you know, imagine like going back to 2010, 12, mm -hmm. 11, you know, I'm, it's, it's not as, it's not as, um, everybody's just trying to figure out the whole digital world and I'm like the only digital kid. And yeah. that, you know, and it, you know what I mean? So it's very like, it was very interesting. It was very well positioned, but I burnt out in 2014 after mm -hmm. major, major life transformation. Um, or the transformation came as a result of the burnout. And um, I just, outside of Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, which I absolutely love that entire house and those brands, um, I saw some things in the corporate world that I didn't like. And I saw some things in the educational system that I didn't like. And I saw some things mm -hmm. in the medical system I didn't like. I saw, I just, I saw some things that just didn't seem, you know, right. But more importantly, I didn't like the way media was glorifying and glamorizing as, you know, I say on the podcast, like success. Like because success, like, yeah. Because, well, because I think that they're just mm -hmm. fundamentally giving this kind of like one ideology of this is what success like, is and let's use metrics. If, yeah, okay. if, you don't, if you don't do this, then you're not going to be successful. It's like ingrained in us from when we're right. very young. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I disagree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so usually I when I disagree, um, I try to never complain, but to mm -hmm. build and create. And so mm -hmm. I, I took to the internet uh, in 2014 on Instagram on one of my first accounts. And I started mm -hmm. talking about the realities of entrepreneurship, mental health and wellness, uh, relationships, because I was going through mm -hmm. a divorce at the time. Um, I was talking about uh, life. Um, uh, and I wanted to also do it in a way that was more from a responsibility and, and, mm -hmm. and, and accountability. I didn't want to use names. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to project out to the world. Like, this is how, you know, things are. It was more like, Hey, here's some things that I noticed and mm -hmm. here's how I'm taking accountability, but here's some things I want you to consider from a critically thinking standpoint, while you also build yourself in this world. Mm -hmm. And it took off. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, it, it was it was strategic, but it was also like therapeutic. I, I needed an outlet, and yeah. I needed a, you know. Um, but I'm a strategist, a digital strategist. Like I, I I had, I knew how to build online. I just wasn't sure what it was going to do, and it and it took off. And then it, it created a, a podcast for me because people were like, "You should do a podcast." And I'm like, "I'm not going to do a podcast." And I'm like, yeah. Do one. And I'm like, "I'm not going to do one." <laughs> and they kept asking for it. And, and you have to understand, this is at a time when there's only about seventy thousand podcasts. There's now millions, and now yeah, it's, the thing it's to do. becoming a thing now. And right. when you were on Instagram, Instagram wasn't as big as it is right. now. It didn't right. even have all those features that that right. it has now. Yeah. So it's a completely different time. Mm -hmm. um, and I just always kept evolving with platforms. And so um, I finally decided to do the podcast and I used, you know, my, um, uh, my channels online to drive traffic to it. And, you know, I, I, I purposely wanted to bring on guests to talk mm -hmm. about the journey. Like, Hey, look, what's your thing and what's, mm -hmm. What are you learning about yourself? Like, oh, let's make it almost a self-reflection of the journey. And it's okay if you've already had several ventures or, mm -hmm. you know, this is your first one or, you know, but something's going on and you're in your lane. Let's talk about what the lane looks like versus comparing the lane to what society and, yeah, and society. everybody else. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so. I spoke about that in my last episode. I was like, it was more so of, 
me being in the place in my life right now where eventually I'm leaving that world, like that nine to five, like I went through that chapter of my life, you know, like I came from a, a background, my parents were very old school, it's like you got to go to college, you graduate, and you get a good job that's secure, and that's it. Like, and then I feel like that's it, all the creativity, who you're meant to be in this world, like every, any, everything just dissolves when you just fall into that world. Like you, you're putting someone who's very young and you're throwing them. I went to college for four years and you're just like, here you go, figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. And at, at a very high expense at that, <laughs> you know, and then I got my first corporate job when I was like, I don't even know, 20 years old. And I thought I was like, all right, this is great. Like, this is, this is success. This is where it's at. Like, and then after a while, as years went on and, and I went through different stages and chapters in my life, I had kids and stuff. I'm like, this is not this is not it. Like, this is just something wasn't fitting for me. And I was like, I got to pick up a hobby. I want to connect with people. My life was just like the nine to five world. Besides, you know, being a mom and everything, it was like the nine to five world. And then just social media, like superficial social media, posting pictures, getting likes, attention. Like, I didn't want that. Like, I wanted a way to connect. And I'm like, maybe I should just start a podcast. And I just taught myself, which also proves that you can teach yourself anything, right? Like, I didn't need to go to school to learn how to podcast. I just went online, learned what I had to do and did it. And I'm just like, and I started making all these connections. And I'm like, oh, this is creativity. This is connecting. This is like, you know, learning more about myself, but also bringing it to other people, encouraging them to want to do certain things too. And I'm like, this is this is what I find value in. This is fun for me. And then from this, I get inspired to learn and do other things. You brought up a lot of really great points mm -hmm. in there too. You know, first they strip they, meaning the system that mm -hmm. sort of strips you away of your creativity and says, mm -hmm. you must follow this path. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the path and they say, you need to figure out what you want to do. And you're like, I did know I what did. I wanted to you do. You told me. <laughs> but you said that that wasn't being responsible or that was like, oh, yeah. well, you, can't, you can't earn a living from your arts or, oh, mm -hmm. you can't, you know, or you talk too much in school. Oh, that's interesting. I have a podcast now. Oh, you know, your writing seems a little this, you know, yeah. all of a sudden it's like, I'm a writer. You know, it's mm -hmm. from the time we are 12 to about 21, we are so tapped into our intuition and our creativity and our passion, and our purpose. Even mm -hmm. if we don't know we're doing it, we're doing it. We're actually so close to, mm -hmm. you know, when we came into this world, our soul is still guiding us in a lot of ways, but society mm -hmm. beats it out of you. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you know, they throw you out and they're like, now go figure it out. And you're like, I thought I had it figured out until yeah. you messed with me. And so I, so to your other point about helping people, I, I like, for, well, let me back up the, the other point you made about um, you taught yourself. See, the problem too, the, the situation, the current mm -hmm. situation in our education system is they cannot keep up fast enough with what we are learning in a new transparent digital world. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the rough stuff online that people are going a little crazy, but I am talking about mm -hmm. the educational components um, that, um, you know, my, my nephew dropped out of college, um, you know, recently and um, he graduated high school at 16. Mm -hmm. he, he he's uh, already been promoted so many times at his job um he works in like uh with um cars and engines and electrical engineering he in mm -hmm. in school they couldn't teach him what he had already learned mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they couldn't teach him what he already, already learned uh -huh. and then on top of that he switched to business and he was like well they're not even teaching me the stuff that i'm learning in real time at the business and uh so it was like this is 
I don't like I feel in my in my and he almost had a, a notion of like should I be quitting because like it's almost like because yeah. it's ingrained in us that that's what we do but yeah yeah get support from the family but so I, I I agree with all those points and I think that you know then mm-hmm. teaching yourself and then in this new world that we live in and then going for it and to back to that other point of you know helping others mm-hmm. I want others to see that it's like listen um the beautiful part about the time we live in more than any other time in history regardless of all the stuff that's happening in the external world is you actually have never had more freedom possible mm-hmm. now the other news is you have never had more responsibility to own that freedom than yeah. ever and before you, i feel like you kind of have to learn how to do that almost. you have to like, learn because the system didn't teach that and so yeah. like it taught you to be reliable on everything external so now you're kind of like Oh, so I have to be accountable, responsible. Yeah, I have to look schedules. inward. I have yeah. to look inward. I have to learn about myself. I have to yeah. realize why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, you know, why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. You know, I have to be responsible now for how I show up in the world as opposed to just following what I was told to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, so it's an interesting time we live in. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I'm, I'm very, very hopeful but you you know it's happening at the same time that an, an old way of living an old way of doing things an old paradigm an old business paradigm mm-hmm. an old system paradigm is like <laughs> in my opinion sinking you have this new one <clears throat> that is being uh moved forward mm-hmm. and um people taking accountability and responsibility i know that not everybody can see it sometimes we're like really like you, you know you have conversations depending on the people or the circles mm-hmm. some people are like how are you experiencing all that? I'm like, cause I'm actually hanging out in a lot of the circles that are like, I'm building, I'm creating, I'm taking uh, accountability. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the, the the exercise. I'm doing the nutrition. I'm doing the writing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the creativity. I'm doing the accounting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm taking active participation in my life. And then you have, um, you know, others that, and, and while also relying on our, our, mm-hmm. our intuition, um, time isn't just this like clock it's like all the questions and mm-hmm. answers for our life when so we think about time as life yeah and and well what's in a life your work your family mm-hmm. friends the world at large people you know mm-hmm. um, and creating yeah, it that's really what it comes down to it just we have to like i don't know people really get stuck in this notion that we you know, life is given to us and it's not, it's, we are supposed to create it and cultivate it the way we want to. That is really the only way to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, happiness is also an inside job. It's also Mm -hmm. an accountability job. It's also a, you know, um, and I think, well, I know um, this work, this practice, there aren't mm-hmm. always some happy moments in it, but mm-hmm. happiness, happiness is also earned and joy. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we're meant, we're meant, we're fundamentally not meant to suffer here mm-hmm. on earth, you know, I, I, and again, I mean, this starts getting into a whole other, and a whole other, a whole other into, topic, into but... like spirituality and other things, but we're not really here to suffer. I know a lot of people say like, that's bullshit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, actually we're not technically here to suffer. It's our choices. And then you get some people say, well, what about environments? I'm like, you can walk right out the door, right towards wherever you need to go. It's still a choice. It's still mm-hmm. a choice. And yes, we all have different circumstances, different narratives, different journeys, different mm-hmm. 
ideologies, different, you know, environments. We all have something different. That's the beautiful mm-hmm. part about being an individual and being our own soul. But fundamentally, mm-hmm. we're not really here to suffer. Um, we are here to ascend. We're here to, you know, in, be even bigger and to serve and to do more. Mm-hmm. But we have to have, we have to make choices and decisions. And that's not always fun. And especially mm-hmm. if you don't know all the information, you're like, well, I guess I have to figure out how to make better choices. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do. We all do. And that relationship with yourself will pretty much um, bring you all the answers that you need. It creates boundaries. It creates honesty. It creates um, direction and clarity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if I'm directional and I'm clear and I'm honest, then I know in any given moment how to show up and how to have whatever conversation or communication that has to happen with grace and integrity. Um, you know, and that's a lot like, look, this is all lifelong practice. None of this mm-hmm. ends at any time. You know, yeah, I, you know, it's like, a, <laughs> it's a, a famous, uh, it, there's a, there's a, there's a famous quote. It's like, the more I know, the more I don't know. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's like some like along those lines and you know um, the more I know, the more that, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so, um, you know, we're, we're always a student and a teacher and, I, you know, it's a constant practice, um, but that is life. And, and so this goes all the way back to the beginning of when you're talking about from the podcast about success. It's like, well, the journey, the reason why it's so important is because it's like mastery and practice is mastery mm-hmm. and journey, journey is mastery. So like, and I was, <laughs> I was saying like, you know, like, I don't want to talk about end success. And we were like, why? I'm like, cause the end is death. You yeah, know, and yeah, by the way, I happily, mm-hmm. I, I, I happily accept like whenever my time is my time. I don't, I know a lot of people worry about death. I, I don't. Now mm-hmm. a correlation that I found is I feel like the more you pursue your life's purpose and your creativity and take chances and take risks, weirdly enough, the less likely you worry about death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course you want to be here as long as possible to, to, um, build and you know, no one ever really wants to leave their loved ones but this mm-hmm. is also i think uh, this also would lead into more of like a spiritual side that's like the soul is like forever moving mm-hmm. in my in my opinion i know that <laughs> I, I, it depends on it depends on the crowd but like the soul you know is forever moving and I, I just feel like um the more you are attempting to um live your life actually live it mm-hmm. the less the less fearing of death because you're in it you're like mm-hmm. you know and, and i mean I, i'll by the time i cross the finish line i'm like Phew. I was like, that was a run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm cool. Like, I have done it all. I have I've done, done it all. It, yep. <laughs> and I, and I will say, watching my father in the hospital, my dad did have a very full life. And mm-hmm. I love that. He had a full life. He, he took all kinds of risks. He had a great relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. They, they, they took hits and wins all mm-hmm. the way through it, 52 years. That's um, amazing. He, and he, wow. And he, he died young in my opinion at 76 but like but he he took chances and he 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 and the hits made him even better each time um and he learned a lot about his character it's funny I got like chills talking about him but he was just he was he really like he he and he tried to do everything he could to take care of people too Mm -hmm. to serve and he was all about justice you know he was all about like the right thing um Mm -hmm. even if even if he himself was still learning what that was, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think this is probably not the time of life he would want to be living through. So I think yeah. he went perfectly <laughs> on the right yeah. side. A lot of things I think that he used to think he wouldn't think anymore. But but he yeah. but he but he was just a genuinely good man. And mm-hmm. um, uh, 
but I felt his soul was tired towards the end. And I can mm-hmm. imagine him crossing the finish line like, I'm I had done. a good run. Yeah, yeah. I had a good run. I had a good, <laughs> good run. run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is the one thing before we end this episode, like that I want to leave my listeners with um, on how to like, once they leave this episode on how to just get started on being, you know, paying attention to the ROI of their, their time and energy. Just a couple of things you can do. Mm-hmm. Number one, ask yourself um, the thing that like you want to do, like a- anything in your life, mm-hmm. can you do it in two minutes or less right now? Um, the reason I say that is because we put off a lot of things mm-hmm. and then we build up a narrative in our head about how much time it takes. Get used to just executing things. Like even if it's anything from a chore to like something you have to take care of to something that has to get done, like if it can be done in two minutes or less. I know it sounds funny and simple, but most of life's greatest lessons are in the simple. Mm-hmm. It's like, because you start seeing how quickly things get done, compound. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. two, I journal a lot. Um, and I don't journal like I, I journal very much where the mornings are um, like, what are some morning thoughts, feelings, or intuition? Now, it doesn't mean I have to be feeling good. In fact, if anything, sometimes I'll be writing about like what I'm feeling and I'm not mm-hmm. really sure why, but by writing it out, what's actually happening is answers are being, are coming through. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, every day I know some people will like universe, some people will like creator and source. I, I like God and mm-hmm. I also look at creator. Um, and so I write to God and it's mm-hmm. interesting because when I write to God, answers just come right through. And then I started turning into talking in conversations with God. Yes. And why, why that's so important is because um, I started to be clear. And when uh-huh. we're clear, we can make things happen faster. And then the third thing is like, whatever you can minimize to think too much about it, like don't, it's okay to be calculated. It's okay to be strategic. It's okay to like ask yourself questions. Mm-hmm. But, like, don't get stuck on the sidelines. I know that's a very, like, common cliche thing to say. But, like, just take just one step here, one step there. Just just pretend you're, like, just one foot in the in the water just to see, mm-hmm. like, hey, how does this feel? Oh, no, I'm not really sure about that. Let me try this over here. If you, if you learn doing that, you'll start to move faster in things versus mm-hmm. just constantly sitting and waiting for the right time. It really, it's the only right time is now. It, because yeah. You, you know, but it's, again, it's so cliche and people go, yeah, no, I know, but I got this going on. I'm like, all right. So then that let's take that all the way back to the beginning where it's like, then what are you doing with your time? Mm-hmm. And if you can at least schedule it and say, you know what, during this hour of time, I'm going to just read books on this thing that I'm interested in, or I'm going to go on the internet and yes. take this course, or maybe that's when I'll do my walk. And while I'm on my walk, I'll listen to a podcast about creativity, whatever it might be, schedule mm-hmm. it, just schedule it. And then you're your own accountability partner or have a person that can be your accountability partner um, who checks in with you. And, and yeah, that, I think that's know. really, really good advice. As always, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I really do hope that this episode or my podcast in general adds some kind of value to your life. Like I always say, this is a place of insight, connection, motivation, And, you know, I'm always trying to get you guys to shift your mindset a little bit if that helps. Um, You can find me on Instagram if you're not already following me. It's at skipthesmalltalk underscore podcast. I usually just post the updates on my episodes there. Um, I am actually working on a newsletter that you guys can subscribe to if you're interested 
Um, it'll just be a little bit more personal. I'll probably do it weekly, tell you about how what's been going on in my week, keep you updated on new projects I'm working on, new um, podcast episodes that are coming up, maybe, you know, about new people that I'm trying to interview. So that's definitely in the works that you can look forward to. And um, as always, I ask if you if you enjoy this, um, please rate the podcast, leave a comment um, or, you know, connect with me if you want to leave me feedback. Um, you could DM me, message me, whatever, um, comment me on my Instagram. I also have an option on my Instagram if you wanted to leave an anonymous um, message or anonymous feedback. You can do that as well. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening.